and we are live hi guys welcome to an episode of the Rant Rant podcast i'm your host david and yes i know i should have had an episode on thursday last week but this is a very busy season for me i don't know if this is my most busy period so i really couldn't i couldn't record an episode during the midweek however didn't stop news from happening um we have a new midfielder in town he's the sumer who is potentially our Dembele replacement? What we thought we were getting in Tangi on Dembele, potentially is going to be in Dembele in Pesuma. Um, there are more links to Ericsson, links to Jet Spence, and it's probably going to be a very, very interesting um, week this coming week. It's going to be very interesting where I see things because a lot of transfer, a lot of talks happened over the weekend. I'm talking about the links to Gabriel Jesus, the links to Richarlison. The links to some new centre backs, left side centre backs. LCB journey continues. Without further ado, let's into this episode. Okay, guys, welcome to the show. Um, yeah, he's with as a sports player, as I, as I mentioned in the intro. It's, it was fantastic. I mean, it came out of the blue, and, and I think this is proof of. How Paratici operates. Um, I would say last year, last summer, last summer, it was quite similar. The way the Carlos um, Hill um, um, transfer, Brian Hill transfer, the way it broke right out of the blue. I think it was 25 million at the time, just like last year in exchange for Lamela from Sevilla. The way the transfer broke at the time, it was out of the blue. And, and aside the Romero, Romero transfer that he chased all summer. And, and then in January, um, Dejan Kulusevsky and Rodrigo Bentacor, these transfers came out of the blue. I'm talking about the last day, basically the last day of January, almost the last day of the last days of January, January transfer window. So this is probably what we're going to be expecting in this window. And I think this is, it's, I, I think according to Fabio Romano, Fabio Romano says this is how he operates, you know, negotiates multiple deals at the same time and then pulls the trigger on one. So it's like a way to, so while everybody was talking about Weston McKenney, the, the move, the deal for his Pesuma was being done, and, and it was just amazing how quickly. I mean, it was broken by um, um, Joyce, I think, no, Gary Jacobs of um, the Telegraph, the Telegraph or Time Sports, sorry, Time Sports. And when it broke, I was like, wow, his Pesuma out of nowhere. And listen, th- this is probably the first transfer I've seen in possibly a long, I'll say since the Garrett Bill transfer. The first one since the Garibald transfer that I've seen all sports fans really get behind. Like you know, a lot of, even guys. Listen, like like I mean, I am I'm Levy out right. I'm Inik out, but there are people that are more Inik out and more Levy out. Than I'm talking about the the staunchest of critics. You know, I'm 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 more of like the mild one who's like, yeah, you know, still still Levy out, still Inik out, but you know, not as extreme as I mean, some guys are really extreme. Even the most extreme of the extremes. We're happy with this transfer. We're happy with, happy with this transfer, and it's. I think this is just that. And listen, listen, this, and this is not the time to really take shots at anybody. It's just proof that, yes, we express shots. People, people who have always been living in for a long time, we will start taking shots at the guys who are living out. And I think this is really ridiculous because this is what the living out guys and unique out guys have always been about. Like, listen, we need to show ambition. We need to go about and get players that can improve our starting eleven. Improve us, basically. Having ambitions as a big club that the club is trying to portray itself as, the position the club has put itself as, the earnings, the ticket, the ticket prices, everything, you know, the stadium, everything. If you put up this front as a big club, you know, you have to make this take the steps big clubs take. And 
for me i think this is one of it you know going to a team like brighton and picking their best player remember one of my previous episodes that even the one i had in my um, friend who had like an, an, an i had an elder guest on my friend victor and then we're talking about transfers i'm talking about the players who tend to stand out in clubs that are outside the top six clubs that are not really but the player who stands out there and this is what sports used to be back then i'm talking about the years when sports used to have um robbie keen will stand out um berbatov would stand out uh, michael carrick would stand out you know um who else again I'm trying to remember some players now garrett bill you know, would stand out out of everybody he would just stand out as the standout guy in the entire club and this for me was an example of it you know and, and, and listen, and sports, obviously, they're going to that level where they don't have to do that because at that period, sports were struggling and they needed to make money. And a lot of all these smaller teams, this is how they recoup to get to make money and then they reinvest to their squad. And this is how they gradually climb up the ladder. And for me, and listen, you know, the fee for Besuma was very surprising. I mean, 25 million pounds. That's a drop in the ocean for any big club nowadays. Yes, listen, in real in real life, 25 million pounds is a lot of money. It could change anybody's life, right? But in football terms, it's a drop in the ocean. You know, because if you look at inflation and the amount of money clubs are getting, if you're in the Premier League, we look at the TV money, TV rights deal, if you're in the English League, that is not really a lot of money for a lot, for a big club to, to splurge. And if you look at the amount of money that's been injected into the club to be used for improvement, transfers and all that, Sports are not really scratching the surface, you know, of the transfers, of the transfer world, of the watches that have been that have been given to to Paratici and and Conte this summer. But yeah, like the Basuma thing, like let's talk about it, right? He has one year left on his contract. But even with one year left on his contract, Gabriel Jesus has been Gabriel Jesus. I think Sterling, you know, the amount of the fee Man City. The price tag Man City have put on, on them, you know, it's far higher. So I'm just surprised, you know. I think it's about 25, 25 million euros plus add-ons, plus add-ons, and um, yeah, one year left. So probably he wanted to go. And there also reports that in January that he was even close to signing. The signing didn't go through, and you know, and then so it means this is one of like a secret. I, I have to commend the club for being able to keep this like under the wraps. And this probably, and this is why I really, we really have to give props to journalists who are able to unearth this kind of transfer news and give the fans. I know a lot of clubs, a lot of clubs do not like. I think I was watching one of Alexander Gold's um, YouTube um, clip, YouTube um, um, video where he was talking about how in the past, you know, some sports they really like stories leaking out because they want to be moving silence. They don't. Want, so a lot of these journalists, they have links inside who tell them, give them the info, who are in the know. They give them the info and then they tweet out and then they report this news. So it means the club are not really giving them anything. There's also an insider, somebody who says something, who knows something. But you, when you, like, as a goal says, you know, sports are at that level where they don't really care because it's not really going to hurt them as much. But compared to some years ago, it's wood because, you know, you're trying to move in silence because you don't want somebody else to outbid you. But now you have a status where you don't really have to worry a lot because your status is enough to really speak for you. But anyway, but that for me is the, is the, that's the thing for me. Now listen. Let's talk about Bissouman, where we bring to sports. It's no secret that Bissouman is a quality footballer. I mean, every Premier League team have seen his quality firsthand. I'm talking about the big six especially. Bissouman always performed against the big six. Remember Brighton, I think Brighton last season, they didn't lose to Man City on one of one leg. I think even the previous season when Man City won the league, before, 20, 2021 season, Man City won the league. Brighton went to City. And beat Man City there. I think it was 3-2, if I'm not mistaken. Then they beat Liverpool at Anfield 1-0. They beat United 4-0. 
Bisuma was physically instrumental that even in the games against Spurs, the game against Spurs last season, the, the, the FA Cup, at the FA Cup, Spurs won 3 1, yes. But Bisuma was still good. He scored in that game, albeit a deflection, but he was still very good in that game. He was the only shining light in that game. They won 3 1. When Spurs went away, he still played well. Spurs went to 1 2 0. He still played well. When they came to um, the Spurs Stadium and they won 1 0, Bisuma was fantastic. I mean, the way he was able to shut Kane up in that game. This was Kane who was coming in with assists. I think it was fresh off the 4-0 victory over Villa, if I'm not mistaken. And then going to meet Brighton and then Bissouma just, you know, just neutralized Kane completely. So, even against Liverpool, Bissouma has always been somebody. Even against Arsenal, when they were always beating Arsenal 1-0, Bissouma has always been there. So, everybody, every fan, and this, and this was proof. I've never seen a transfer that every single fan of every football club was really, you know, were like, whoa, this is out of the blue. And the funny thing was, Arsenal fans, obviously, they were just being salty, but a lot of junior Arsenal were like, listen, this is a very good transfer. A lot of them were just trying to mask the, they are like, oh, it's gonna, it's, it's not, we don't want to, nah, look, anyways, let's talk about Arsenal, let's talk about the sports game. What about Besuma will bring? Now, Besuma joining sports clearly improves our team. It's a complete jump, right? L- listen, the midfield options last season were great. Right, I'm talking about towards the end, not overall. I'm talking about the midfield starters rather. In the 3-4-3 system, the two in the middle were great. They complemented each other very well. Bentacore, obviously, was fantastic, very mature in the way he handled the, the, the midfield. Hoiberg, you know, was able to do what he wanted to do freely. It's, and whenever, and one problem we had, whenever you took out Bentacore from the team and you put Harry Winks, as you saw in the, in the FA Cup um, knockout round against Middlesbrough, as you saw in that game, the FA Cup game. Harry Wings played and we were awful. We couldn't control that midfield. We were just awful. And Wings was very, very bad in that game. And it was just so Bissouma coming in. Not only does he and the funny was if Skip was maybe Oliver Skip would have played in that game, but Skip was injured. So Bentaker was so listen, twenty on last season, there was one thing that was there are two things I was afraid of, right? I was afraid of Kulusevsky picking up an injury or something towards the end of last season. But I was even more scared of worried that Bentaker would pick up an injury than even um Kulusevsky. because listen we already saw what happened right how wings is could not really come and the funny thing whenever wings played Hoiberg tends to do a lot more work and the funny thing was that he was telling whenever fans were like um we have to say Hoiberg Hoiberg is being protected by the fans and which I felt was ridiculous you know it was just obvious that he was being you know he was just doing a, a, a two-man job at the same time but Bissouma coming in now, sports midfield options. This opens the door for Wings to be sold. Opens the door for Dombele. Opens the doors for the Celsius to be sold. These three guys can be moved on. And then you've brought in who? Besuma. Leaves room for one midfielder. That means sports have how many? Five midfield options. Now, a lot of fans are like, where is he going to play? Where is he going to play? Who cares? You know, let the manager worry about where he's going to play. You know, he's there to fight for his sport like everybody else. If he's at a higher level now, well, it's, it's important to have competition for spaces. Don't you want a case where you're in the FA Cup round? You're playing games and you have to win this match. You know, you you because listen, nobody hears that. So one of the reasons why we we always fell short, right? Even the even the professional years when we were really, really good. Why we always fell short was the bench, the second eleven. Not second eleven per se, but you know, the bench options of the bench. And a lot of fans used to always complain about oh, we don't have a good bench, this is why we you're making these are the excuses they always made for Pochettino. Now they're sending they're sending options and you're worried about where it's going to play. Why won't you just accept that it's a squad of 23 players or 18 in some cases? And you know, 
if you it's from three players and you you're allowed to bring on 18 on the match day so it's 18 options for you on the match day and it's a team that wins trophies and you can remember multiple times when we played the FA, we play FA Cup games and you start seeing youth players who clearly you know are not up to scratch who are not going out and they will wear the shirt and they will play and and you know sports will really lose a game or sports will win a game by 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 luck or something by sheer quality you have to bring on Kane or Son sports could not win games without Kane and Son and that that, that is one thing yeah we'll talk about the attack areas there are more players that have been linked so, so this is what we're talking about where I think sports having to bring in a player like Basuma is very important you know with with him now you could play a midfield trio you could play a midfield duo and when they do with the options you could play Basuma and Bentako Bento- in midfield you could play Basuma and Hoy you could play Besuma and Skip, even Skip in the midfield. You could play um, um Bentaco, Hoy you could play Bentaco, Skip, Bentaco. You know, it's just options and it's wonderful to see it happen. That and, and this one and I, I think that central midfield position is quite settled. And I think this is and this is exactly why you know I think it's a very good signing for sports because it not only improves the club, it improves the midfield as a whole, as a unit. You know, it's really one that's really going to put sports up there. And how Conte is going to um, utilize him. And the fun, I, I think one thing people always... Like, listen, I, I don't know how, but listen, people always people used to always talk about Conte's teams. And obviously, you, you point to the most recent one. But if you look at all through the years, I think... I didn't really watch a lot of his games at Barry. Was it Barry or Atalanta? I can't remember much going to Barry. So, I, but I watched a lot of Juventus games when Conte was there. You know, and it was like a 3-5-2, you would have Vidal, Pogba, and you would have Pelu. Sometimes, um, Marquisio would play. You know, basically, we had options. So it was 3-5-2, but you see this guy, it was Marquisio, Pogba, um, um, this guy, Vidal, Pelu. These were four, but it's a three-role, three, three, three spaces, but four options, right? He was able to utilize and really change things when he wanted. And Marquisio, quality footballer, right? So, this was his Juventus squad. At the time, now if you go to his his Italy squad, I think at Italy he had Pelo there. It was just a three-five-two. I mean, you got Jacarini. Jacarini was playing for Sunderland. Jacarini was bringing look like only play for Italy. But that Italian squad he had were really were very very bad. Were not really very good. And then you would go further to his Chelsea squad. I think his Chelsea squad were one was one that was really really good. If you check out, it was his back three. It was Cotua as goal. Cotua in goal. The back three line. The right side centre back was who? Aspilicueta, John Terry, and left side was Gary Cahill. And it was a midfield four, a midfield duo of um, Kante and Matic. And the right wing backs, the wing back who right wing back was Moses, left wing back was Alonso, and the front three who Hazard, um, Costa, and Pedro. Now, on, on I think on if you want, one thing that made that Chelsea squad really good was options, right? They were able to bring on Fabregas. The bench, we're going to bring on and these two guys played a key role in them winning that league title in that season. And this is what I'm talking about with sports, right? You know, options of the bench. You're playing a game, for example, you're losing the midfield battle. You want to switch to a midfield trio to dominate the midfield battle. Let's say Benta Core and Hoybeck starts the match. You want to have options in midfield. Okay, fine. Take off one attacker. Um, you know, put one one of them extra as an engine, and you ensure the wing backs are really going to do a lot of dirty work. You know, doing the creativity. If you know, and this, we'll come back to the wing, we'll come to the wing back options. You know, or you could, you know, 
um, I don't know, bring on, if you want to see out the game, you can bring them on to just see out the game or something. Take one of the bring him on and just see out the game. So it's options and this is very important and why I feel like Spurs is a really good signing in general. And for the fee, it's a, it's a steal at that fee. And he's been unveiled, you know, and he's clearly said about Champions League. And this is another thing about Champions League football that is really good. I understand, you know, a lot of fans wanting trophies. I mean, myself, I want the trophy draw to end. But let's be honest, we can't really deny the importance of Champions League football. But listen, retaining Champions League is very important next season. And also, winning, ending the trophy drought is very important. It has always been what I've been talking about for years now. And hopefully, they do it next season. And, and I hope that the club makes enough moves because I, I think I think it's possible. If sports do it, because it's a blueprint for winning things. If sports do what they have to do by plugging the holes in the squad, because the squad, the team, the sports team are not really the way Conte was able to coach them and really bring out the best in a lot of them last last season. You know, we do what he had and get top four. It proves that okay, he can do that, but he wants more quality. And with the quality you deliver to him, deliver to him means he can do better with what he has with better tools available, right? If that, I mean, it's like what kind of, obviously the goals are still there, creative, but to be able to have creativity with Emerson, to be able to still score goals and still win games with Emerson and wing back, you know, he was able to make Dockers look good again, you know, all these things you see with with um. That means that if you get him quality players, he will do better. And speaking of, I'm sure that also linked with Ericsson, Christian Ericsson, and obviously you know Christian Ericsson is a free transfer. Uh, spent six months at Brentford. Brentford gave him a chance, and I spoke about that one. Day. Like what I'm talking about today is Ericsson having to make a decision. And listen, Ericsson is a very good, would be a very good signing for sports. I wouldn't begrudge whatever decision Ericsson makes is the best for him. And reports are saying that listen. United have offered him a contract, Spurs have, and Brentford have offered him a contract. These two clubs have offered him a contract. But Ericsson is making a decision. I think he's on holiday. I think he'll make a decision. So we'll get, we'll get clarity on the decision maybe before this week runs out. But listen, let's talk about Ericsson before, before we run to the next one. Ericsson will be a quality addition to Spurs, right? Remember what I said about being able to bring on Ramifida and squad? Ericsson will be that guy. He will be like that Fabregas guy where, you know, you're playing against a low block side, nothing is happening, you can bring on Ericsson. You can start Ericsson in games like that, where you know you want to go get points and you need creativity. You can start Ericsson in games like that. You know, it's... I mean, I think I was, I was listening to Premier League um, panel, um, his voice note on Twitter. Um, the Twitter account, very close to account, and he was saying that, listen, with Ericsson, you could even play him, you could play him in a 3-5-2, and then you could put Kulusevski at right wing back in some games, where there's a low block and you have to change things. So it's options everything just comes in and just opens it down and remember last season i think as a good said conte will look at the bench and sh- will try to change things but he, he can't and that's the truth because and that's where the options come in you can have a good starting 11 but people are going to try to source you out like it or not and once they source you out you saw that your first 11 and you're able to get your style and they're able to stop you what will you do like the game against brent brighton for example the game against brentford for example you know these two games that almost cost for stuff for even the game against liverpool at anfield you look at the bench, who can you bring on? They've they've locked you down. Who can you bring on to shake things, to shake up the room? And that's where someone like Ericsson will come in. Someone like this was your options. We're talking about options when they but this Ericsson, whatever decision he makes, I think it's I'm not gonna be good. I think a lot of fans should not really be entitled, you know, to Ericsson because whatever decision he makes, it's the best for him. If he whatever clubs he joins. I am it is a tingling feeling that's telling me he will choose United. I hope he doesn't, you know. <laughs> Because uh, if you look at the reason for choosing United, I think United are very chaotic. And if you look at how, I mean, look at how much they got. They brought in Fernandez. So who's going? If you bring in Eriksen, right? To them, you've lost Matthew Redruth. If you bring in Eriksen, 
you know, with the, the system, I mean, you're going to have to push Fernandez, one of the team of Fernandez out wide. Can Eriksen still play on the right? I don't know. I'm not saying he can, but I don't know. Can he still, because we understand the situation that happened with him, for the situation that happened with him at the Euros. Can he still play on the right? You know, so it means that the kind of role Eriksen plays is completely different from the one. According to Premier League says a metronome. It's a very different role, completely different from the one that he played on that project. You know, so, with that, depending on what United want to use him for. You want to play him in the midfield, different, but he's not, you have to play a runner with him. And do they have a runner? Because Eriksen does, is not, I don't think he would be able to run as much as well. So, you have to play him with somebody. Even like, Premier League Pan, I'm going to reference the guy a lot because he was a very good voice you know, this morning. I was saying that, listen, you could pair Eriksen with Besuma, and Besuma could really get around, and Eriksen would just chill and just, you know, do the creativity that he can do, he can do best. So, it's very important. You know, Ericsson is a signing. So Ericsson is a signing for United. I, I I don't know where he would fit in. Yes, you've lost Pogba. Bringing Ericsson, fine. Are you gonna have to shift Fernandez out wide? I don't know how they're gonna do it. But if if Ericsson at United were very dangerous too, because I mean Ronaldo still is finishing. He's finishing is still there. So Ericsson is field, field creating for Ronaldo will be a very good um, option for them. If we're being honest, Ronaldo can still finish. You know, maybe not as, not as sharp as maybe six five six years ago but he can still finish you know and like you don't know you know he's, he's still performing at the highest level and that's ronaldo so i i don't know but i, I low-key wish it doesn't happen i low-key wish it was good. But I, I, it could go two ways right it could go like that it could also go south because united are really chaotic and it's all over the place at the moment so it depends on what ericsson wants to do for his career but whatever he decides i don't begrudge the guy because it's up to him it's like him he chooses Brentford, you know, no problem. I don't begrudge him either because he could say I want to be loyal to Brentford. Brentford gave me a chance, they brought me back, you know, when nobody wanted to. And Ericsson is back. You know, so it's whatever decision that is made, whatever decision that they make, he makes is cool. Then with sports, I mean I've already spoken about sports already. It would be a very fantastic signing. Um I spoken about the qualities he would add to Spurs as a team. Because it's really sure that Brentford he can still pick a pass. He can still do it. He knows he still knows how to play football. So he just possibly needs less uh um just not to manage him differently, but his qualities are still there, his vision is still there, his passing is still there. So it depends. Again, Ericsson will be a very good signing. And with Ericsson in the midfield, the midfield will just be sewn up and then you just have a proper midfield that can really compete. And therefore, and Richarlison is another we've been linked with. And although yesterday the Gabriel Jesus transfer, um there was a tweet from Dimarzio saying that um Spurs have are trying to get uh, Gabriel Jesus, right? Gabriel Jesus would be very good. Personally, after I would prefer Richarlison. I would prefer Richarlison. Now, any of Gabriel Jesus would be good because I remember I've always said Gabriel. I always send my letters to that Gabriel Jesus would be a very good signing for Spurs. His ability to play across the front would be good. But I never really Richarlison never came up in my mind most of the time. But I was thinking, nah, it's not going to happen because everything you know, are they going to sell him? You know, not. But if you look at different situations, recent situations and recent weeks, the transfers that come looks like it could happen. I would want I prefer Richarlison to to Jesus. Different reasons. Um Richarlison across all the seasons he has been at Everton, right? I think his first season, 18-19 season, he's got 13 goals. 19-20 season scored 13 goals. His lowest scoring season was the 2021-2021 season where he scored seven goals. I think he had some injuries in between. The last season also he had some injuries also where he put him for relegation. He scored 10 goals. So he has always been around that 10. So let's say his range is between on average. If you look at that on average, if you take the mean across all the seasons, let's say he scores an average of 10, 11 goals. I hope my math is correct, but this is on the spot. 10, 11 goals on average. 10, 11 goals, at least from 
another forward off the bench or could start 10 11 goals added to any side is very important i mean you could think of the game sports drew if you added one goal to it if you added the one goal to the game against everton sports drew new new if you drew the added the one a one if you added one goal to the game against brentford you added one goal to um which other game the burnley game so that gotten a draw you know all these points they add up their games that sports drew new new even the one goal against united you could picked up um a draw away so if you look at all look around all the games that sports failed to score that sports drew new new or they failed to score in any ways you know they couldn't score more you know if you check out if you look at it right those goals are important so somebody who can score is doing premier league and he's done it yes gabriel jesus he scored eight i think he's eight last season and he also shown even further he has always shown that he can score goals for man city but he scored four of those eight goals in one game last season so I'm more convinced about Richarlison than Gabriel Jesus. But whichever one happens, you know, I'm cool. But personally, I'm more convinced about Richarlison than I, I, I think. And people who always talk about the transfer fee, how much Richarlison would cost, I think that's a going rate for the average striker nowadays. And when you look at the ability to score goals, always been very difficult. And there was a time when strikers were not very expensive, right? Because there were a lot of them. If you check out the early thousands in Premier League, you would have uh, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, you'd have Mark Viduka, you would have. Um, in the same season, right? You would have at United, you would have who? Sheringham, you would have um um this other guy. Oh I'm keep forgetting his name. Sheringham, you would have Sher- keep forgetting his name. Then you would have um Alan Shira, you would have um Sutton in the nineties although you must have retired probably eight thousand at the time too. Then Les Ferdinand also at the time when he joined sports, Ferdinand could have still been able to play Les Ferdinand could have been able to play at the higher level though. He chose sports, he was a sports fan. You know whatever decision he made anyway that's in the past now you know they, so basically there were strikers in the early 90s late 90s and apparently primarily in the 90s and the early thousands strikers were there who were scoring goals yakubo i just remember yakubo Benny was also there too so there were strikers who were able to i think yakubo scored 19 goals that season right did he i think he got 19 goals you know, so there were goals everywhere there were goals everywhere so getting a striker at the time a goal scorer wasn't very it was difficult though it was still expensive quality ones but the ones who were taught to be average were still able to put in good numbers that you know you'd be like okay this is a very good striker so if you now look at now look now there's a shortage of that i'm talking about proper number nines so what we're left with now is players who can play across the front three so in fact i'll tell this way in the future players in the profile of hurricane benzema um Lewandowski this kind of strikers Ken is 20 will be 29 this July right so it's close to his 30s basically all of them are in that age range Suarez has retired I think Suarez, I think he has gone back to you but basically Suarez is not the same level he has he's finished right if you look at now if you look at the younger ones who are the younger ones now we've got Haaland we've got Darwin Nunez right but that's just two there, there are a lot more striker forwards they're more inside forwards who can play centrally than out 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 number nines who are only able to play there so for example we get there are more players will look like mbappe mbappe you got players like mbappe mbappe um nkuku um um mani salah son you see the players i'm mentioning right richarlison um players who can play on the left who are more they are in, they are more inside forwards but they can play centrally they can play across the front three these are the kind of strikers that you likely see in the in the future from now on the ones who will be out and out number nines who are very good 
they'll be quite difficult to find but when you see them they'll be very expensive and this is exactly what we're, exactly why Darwin Nunes cost so much Haaland would have cost so much if not for the release clause so if you look at all if you check around right and look at the amount of money that was put for Kane at the, that last summer so it's really evident that listen you know that profile it's not easy to find you won't get so you're more likely to see this kind of so and even the ones who are in that profile I mentioned that will look actually look like that you know they will still cost a lot because they can still score goals and the ones, the ones who play like that and can score goals are not very easy to find so that's why if you look around the, the average price for a lot of them are around that range you know that that range that transfer fee that's around the amount you know that it would cost and for me I think you know virtualizing fee is quite okay if you look at the inflation and all that I, I think it makes sense I, I think it does I think it can be done you know, especially when Everton Nigeria and Harry Wings you know you could take advantage of that and try and get him but still when Richarlison he has been linked with Chelsea and according to Miguel Delaney uh, Richarlison is um, Richarlison is a is, Chelsea could you know could get ahead in the transfer of Richarlison we don't know how that's going to pan out though but fair enough they're losing Lukaku and would that will that would that attract Richarlison more because Richarlison knows he's going to join sport and he's going to be more of an option not really going to be an alternate starter and at Chelsea he might get that is that really going to, would that be enough to sway his decision I don't know but we'll see how that goes but I really hope Richarlison joins but I really really think he, I really think he's more perfect for profile his personality the fact that he can um he can go he can go out, he can in the dark arts of football right he's good at it he can come off the bench you know he's fast can play across the front three on the right not as much as effective on the left as if he was on the left though but that's project because i look for the one completely on the left and can play centrally you know, so but he can do a job on the right right and he could he's an option basically he could rest um kane and son kane was playing in the red zone last season where he played so many games and potentially could have been injured so Richarlison is an option for Spurs and a very fantastic one. I think even if we get Richarlison, we still have to get on that, on that attacker too. So Spurs need two attackers, I, I think. But it depends on how quickly they can tie up the Richarlison deal. Um, that depends. That's really how what could define, you know, the, that's what could make, make make us know if we're gonna get on that one. But I, but if we're gonna get one more, maybe it's gonna use one. Maybe it's gonna be an academic striker or so. But I think Richarlison as a signing would be very good for Spurs. You know, if especially if they lose Lucas Moura, they do start to get. Anyways, bottom line, which is a very good signing for sports, and I really wish, I really hope we get that one done. But listen, it's another thing. What does Pratchett have on his have of his sleeves? Because I've heard Bertin Diaz being linked with sports, and Bertin Diaz um, plays a Chilean striker. Now listen, he was born on, in Stoke on Trent in England, so he's English. However, his mom is um, Chilean, and he chose to play for Chile. It's very interesting. I think I, I was I was when I heard he was linked with Spurs during the week. I was like, okay, I'm not, this is going to be underwhelming. But um, this was I heard it on Twitter, and I watched Alas the Goat's um, YouTube uh, video, and then he, he mentioned his name it was homegrown. And of course, Spurs have some homegrown issues, transfer homegrown player issues. And then um, Brentizias was somebody's name who was mentioned, and he's a striker. I think he scored how many goals last season? He scored some goals last season. So he, he basically blew up last season for Blackburn. When he left on his contract, I think the amount of money is something that sports can pay. I think 15 million pounds or so, less than 20 million. Basically, something sports can pay for him, for his services. But I, I don't. But let me back to the story. So, how he was able to play for um, Chile, according to what I read, at the time, I think uh, it was football manager, football manager, and some persons had transferred him, and they figured out he was eligible for Chile. And there was a social media camp, social media campaign, 
to get him to play for Chile, and it was a very interesting story. And um, long story short, Chile was able to call him up and he played. I think he has played 15 times when he scored four goals. And Vidal, I think they say Vidal really likes him. Him playing for Chile is quite funny because. Um, I was not, it's, not, it's not unexpected though because I mean, if I was in the shoes I would do the same thing if I'm, play, I'm playing for Blackburn Rovers it doesn't look like I'm really getting along let's look for the South American country where I could see a new culture a new side you know learn new things come on I would take that option so I, I'm playing with quality players like playing with players like Vidal even though they're on their, they're on their late side they're about to go out of the game but playing with someone like Vidal um, this guy Sanchez I think Vargas still plays for them so all these Chile don't really have an outside night number nine, and I think he, you know, playing outrightly as a number nine for them, it's a no-brainer. If you look at even for England, getting a chance is going to be very hard. It's really who they have up, up front. So it makes a lot of sense when for Chile. I mean, in front of him, before he would even get, before they would get the Premier League, I think he has ahead of him, right? Before you would get to Brighton Diaz in Championship, you would go past Kane, Kane is number one. You go past, I think either um, Tammy Abraham or. Um, Watkins, Tammy, so let's see, Kane, Tam, Kane, Tammy Brown, Watkins, um, Cavalewin, um, so this is four already. Ivan Tony, this five already. I mean, come on, if I keep going down the list, I think this is just five English strikers, right? In the Premier League, you go down the champ before you get to come on, it makes a lot of sense. Something has to magically happen for him to play, so the odds of him even playing is very low, so it makes a lot of sense for him to actually choose the Chilean national team. And I really think it's a very good. But anyways, with with Spurs, if Bryson Diaz, I watched. Him, I don't. I don't have seen him play. Again, you know, we know we're very sure that whatever signing Spurs make, Conte must have approved of it because I mean there was an important meeting where they dropped a list. Chopper Atichi is making work. So listen, we don't really know who's gonna have who's gonna be the striker option because if you look at Spurs, um, the way Pratichi operates, like I mentioned earlier. Being able to pull deals out of the blue is one of his traits, and it's like it's the way it works. I can't remember where he would negotiate multiple transfers at the same time and then pull the trigger on one. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's it would just we don't know. So let's just see. I want to, I hope something just comes out of the blue that excites me, but I'm sure it's going to be very good. And if if the, if you look at the signing spots I've made so far. Um, the second choice goalkeeper, which is Foster, which I think it's a very good signing for a second choice, you know, and um, homegrown, so it's, it's a good option for sports. Then you look at Perisic, if not the best left wing back in the league in Serie A, right? Two footed, fantastic for that lesser option. Then you look at now Besuma, the three signings have been really, they've plugged gaps, they fixed issues that sports have, you know, and so, you know, this other one. We'll see. It's gonna be Ericsson, it's gonna be Richarlison, it's gonna be something out of the blue. But we don't know. But I, I want Ericsson to make a decision as soon as possible. I want decisions to be made on Ericsson. If Ericsson picks a club, it's fine. So sports can just move. I think it's gonna be this Paqueta is the, the alternative sports have. It's gonna cost a lot, but we'll see who can do a deal with Leon. But I don't really know if we're gonna do a deal with Leon. I don't really know. I have PTSD from doing this with Leon. No, I'm not doing it obviously, but with Leon. I mean, if you look at where Dombele transfer has gone you know, and how it was difficult to get him to sign him, nah, it was very difficult. So we'll see though. We'll see. And um also for the when weekend's about to run, when weekend's about to end on Saturday evening slash Sunday morning, we saw links with um Ivan Ndika. 
Ivanodika, and there are also links with uh, Hinkompi. I'm sorry for mispronouncing that name. Hinkompi, Hinkompi. He plays for Equators and Equator, so he's left sided centre back. Now, these two signings, I think Leverkusen play with a back three, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm very sure of Frank for playing with a back three because um, they won the, I can talk about Dika, they won this um, Europa League with a back three, per, uh, Kostic, a left wing back, Ivan Dika, left, left side centre back. And Ivan Dika, I think he's about 6'4, 6'3, six, 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 and he can play left back. And he's really fast. He's fast. So it, it means that him playing the left side centre back with a back three means. Being able to because back three, like I said, in the back three is the rules are completely different from a center back in the back four. So he means he has the pace to be able to keep up with attackers. The experience of playing as a left back would also come in handy there. So I think someone like Ndika would really, you know, be for that up shoulder role, it would be really good. And then Hinkompai, I can't really talk about Hinkompai because I don't not seen a lot of him. But Ndika was quite good in the Europa League run, trying the semi final against West Ham. Yes, West Ham are no world beaters, we get it, but you know, that's. Dealing with somebody like Michael Antonio, you know, it's it's a big deal because even though he's not very prolific, you know, it's gonna it's gonna bully you and being able to handle, you know, West Ham, they they, they are quite a physical side. So really play, being able to handle the opponents was very very was a very big deal for 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 him. For it was a very big deal. So Ndika, I don't I think it would be very good. I think it would be a good signing. And I, but you know that thing, right? We don't know. So the, the the links that sports have had with LCB, the LCB um, side, we don't know. It's all about everything is just like this. Nobody knows. We just hear names, hear names, hear names. The fact that we're hearing names and the fee for Ndika is quite a drop in the ocean. Also, I think it's about 19 million pounds for Ndika in football terms. So for the fee that sports are, that are being mentioned for um, Ivan Ndika, I do not think it's a it's a bad deal for sports to do. Again, Conte would have approved if it's a transfer that's joined. So we don't. We can't really talk much, can't really say a lot about, but I don't know. We've asked for a sign, and with the bastard, with the bastard, it has falling apart. And then, um, Gavidol at um, just go Gavidol at um, Leipzig, it's gonna be really difficult, but we'll see, we'll see how it happens. And CCB, we know supposed to get a signature back, and Kulibali is not going to sign a new contract so he has one left on his contract that's the deal that sport i think sport should look at play for that central role his leadership skills um maybe not as good on the ball as you would like so that may be a reason why sport may not really try but i think it's a deal that sport should attempt to do because i mean his age his experience i don't know again we don't know because prior i'm sure whatever project he's working on it's gonna be like out of the blue and I, I like that. I hope that we get some out of the blue signings this week because <laughs> it will be very lovely. I won't lie. But yeah, that was my, my, my take on, on that one. Then, um, yeah, that's the CCB role, like I mentioned. And hopefully we'll get more deals for this week runs out. And um, I think I've come to the end of this episode. I think that's a quick rundown of the transfers um, update at the time of recording. Um, I'll see you guys on Thursday. Hopefully, I don't have a very busy week. I'm not very busy, too busy to really, really do an episode. But I really thanks. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys for the week runs out. Um, have a nice week. Bye.